Hello everyone and welcome to the 32nd episode of the Compliance Updates podcast brought to you by Team Legacies. Through this weekly series, we endeavor to bring you legal, regulatory and compliance updates and alerts that you may have missed during the week. Let us now look at some of the key developments of the past week. In our first segment of market-related updates, market regulator SEBI has directed mutual funds to undertake minimum 25% and 10% of their monthly secondary market trades in corporate bonds and commercial paper respectively on the so-called request of quote RFQ platform of stock exchanges through a notification issued on 6th October 2021. In July 2020, SEBI had mandated mutual funds to undertake at least 10% of their total secondary market trades in corporate bonds through RFQ platform the higher limits will come into force with effect on december 1 2021 the securities and exchange board of india has taken a new approach for price discovery and share allotment process for high net worth individuals in an initial public offering In a consultation paper issued on 4th October 2021 the regulator has proposed the category within category for high net worth individuals with the aim of safeguarding the interest of those that submit relatively low ticket bids a minimum 5% price brand difference between lower and upper ends has been proposed Securities and Exchange Board of India the capital market regulator has asked the mutual fund houses to ensure that no mutual fund distributor online platform stock broker or investment advisor pools in money of investors in a bank account and then transfers it to the fund house for purchasing units of schemes for those investors Market regulator SEBI on 30th September 2021 extended the deadline for investment advisors to conduct the annual compliance audit for the financial year ended March 31st. The timeline for compliance with the requirements has been extended by 3 months, SEBI said in a circular. For the financial year ending March 31st 2021, the investment advisors are now required to conduct the annual compliance audit by December 31st 2021 and submit the adverse findings of the audit if any by January 31st 2022. Now, moving on to the banking related updates. Reserve Bank of India has decided to leave its key interest rate unchanged for an 8H rate meeting to support economic growth while it has also signaled readiness to unwind some pandemic era stimulus to tackle inflation concerns. It is expected that the six member monetary policy committee will leave the repurchase rate at 4% on October 8th 2021. The Reserve Bank of India on 4th October 2021 permitted the banks to amortize the additional liability on account of revision and family pension over 5 years beginning 2021 to 22. The RBI said that the banks will be required to make appropriate disclosures of the accounting policy followed in this regard in the notes to the accounts to the financial statements. The relaxation has been made after a request by the Indian Banks Association that it would be difficult for some banks to absorb large amounts of liability with regard to revision in the family pension in a single year. Moving on to the taxation related updates, the government said on 6th October 2021 that ice cream is the same whether it is sold outside an ice cream parlor or inside and should attract the same rate of goods and service tax. The government said a GST of 18% should be levied on ice cream even when they are sold inside a parlor. Earlier ice creams attracted 5% tax when sold inside parlors and 18% outside. Through a recent office memorandum, the National Pharmaceutical Pricing Authority has allowed all manufacturers and marketing companies to hike the maximum retail price of oxygen concentrators 
pulse oximeter, blood pressure monitoring machine, nebulizer, digital thermometer and glucometer with the ending of the goods and service tax concession rates for the COVID-19 pandemic linked medical devices on September 30, 2021. The Central Board of Indirect Taxes and Customs notified changes in the goods and service tax rates for a host of products with effect from 1st October 2021, including solar, modules, fruit-based, aerated drinks, medicines and drugs. Renewable energy devices including solar panels and modules, biogas plants, solar power generators, windmills, solar lamps, tidal wave energy devices or plants and their parts will be charged a GST of 12% against 5% earlier. Impressed by the Gujarat model of income tax investigation, the Central Board of Direct Taxes, Delhi, has issued guidelines for all Director Generals of the Income Tax Investigation Department, asking them to follow a standard operating procedure that includes certain procedures right from the preparation stage of a search and seizure action until its conclusion. The SOP incorporates the best practices in investigation and the initiative to incorporate it was taken first by the Gujarat Income Tax Department. The Central Board of Indirect Taxes and Customs has notified duty exemption on COVID-19 vaccines for three months from October 1, 2021 to December 31, 2021. This means the Government of India has fully exempted the import of COVID-19 vaccines from basic custom duty till the end of this year. The move is expected to boost the domestic availability of COVID-19 vaccines and also to make them cheaper. A notification was issued by the Board on 29 September 2021. Now, Government-related updates. Using environmentally friendly technologies for extraction of oil and gas and permitting zoos and safaris in forest areas without prior forest clearance from the central government are some of the key changes in the Modi government's proposed amendment to the 1980 Forest Conservation Act. The act, amended in 1988, had made the central clearance mandatory. On 2nd October, the Union Ministry of Environment, Forest and Climate Change has published a document with 14 proposed changes to the FCA which encourages plantations and relaxes permits for economic activities within forest areas, contentious issues when it comes to forest conservation. The FCA prohibits any non-forest activity without prior forest clearance from the central government. The government has decided to widen the production-linked incentive scheme and provide other possible incentives for attracting gaming device manufacturers, according to a statement by Senior IT and Electronics Ministry official on October 5, 2021. Ministry of Electronics and IT Joint Secretary Saurabh Gaur also gave a statement that steps also being taken with the support of the Information and Broadcasting Ministry and Culture Ministry to promote the gaming ecosystem in the country. The Ministry of Coal has made an amendment to the Mineral Concession Rules 1960 with an aim to allow for sale of coal or lignite on payment of additional amount by the lessee of a captive mine up to 50% of the total coal or lignite produced in a financial year after meeting the requirements as laid down in respect of the end-use plant linked with the mine. The statement has been released on October 5, 2021. The government has extended the credit guarantee schemes for subordinate debt for stressed MSMEs till March 31, 2022. The scheme was approved by the government on June 1, 2020. It was launched on June 24, the same year, to provide credit facility through lending institutions to the promoters of stressed MSMEs. The notification has been issued on 4th October 2021. The Ministry of Electronics and Information Technologies is finding customer relationship management and enterprise resource planning solutions which will be based on free and open source software 
so that it could deploy on its own platforms and use it in the future to develop other citizen-facing interfaces similar to an Arogya Setu app or a Coven platform. The goal is to create an open-source software repository that could be accessed and used across departments, states and countries. Union Minister Piyush Goyal on 3rd October 2021 assured that every stakeholder's interest will be taken into consideration while framing the e-commerce policy, which would be robust and in the interest of every Indian. He asked people to send feedback on the draft e-commerce rules but comments about interdepartmental issues on the draft rules are totally unwarranted. The comments have been made after reports that the Department for Promotion of Internal Industry and Trade, the Corporate Affairs Ministry and the Niti Aayog have objected to some provisions of the draft e-commerce rules. India's Coal Ministry has asked state-run Coal India to diversify its interests to areas such as electric vehicles and charging stations, according to an agenda document of the ministry's website titled Ministry of Coal's Agenda for 2021-22. Now, moving on to the judicial decisions. The Supreme Court on Monday directed states and union territories to roll out within a week the central scheme of Rs 50,000 ex-crasha compensation for families of those whose deaths have been certified as COVID-19 fatalities and added this amount shall be over and above the entitlement of these persons under the financial schemes already provided by centre states and union territories. The Supreme Court observed that the Labour Court cannot overturn the decision of the management on Spade Exit and its decision should not be based on mere hypothesis. Observing that the Labour Court converted itself into a court of appeal, the Supreme Court set aside the Labour Court's decision which overturned the management's decision to terminate the services of an employee. A division bench comprising Justice Ajay Rastogi and Justice Abhay S. Oka observed that a Labour Court's jurisdiction under Section 11A of the Industrial Disputes Act 1947 must be judiciously exercised and cannot be exercised either whimsically or capriciously. While the tribunal may scrutinize or analyze the evidence, what is important is how is it done. Lastly, we have the miscellaneous updates. Bharat Biotech International has submitted clinical trial data pertaining to co-vaccine for those in the 2 to 18 age group to the Central Drug Standard Control Organization. This was confirmed by the Hyderabad-based vaccine maker in response to a query from Business Line. Co-vaccine is also the first vaccine to be used for trials in the 2 to 6 age group said Bharat Biotech and also added that this is feasible due to the safety of the manufacturing platform and empirical evidence from phase 1, 2, 3 clinical trials in adults. FSSAI has signed an MOU with Food Processing Ministry to support micro-level food entrepreneurs and farmer producer organizations. The MOU signed on 1st October 2021 also aims to support self-help groups and producer cooperatives to improve the standard of their food businesses. As part of Atmanirbhar Bharat Abhyan, this step will help in making micro-enterprises improve the quality of their food products and become competitive. This brings us to the end of today's podcast. Thank you all for tuning in and listening with us. If you liked today's episode, please subscribe and tune in every Friday for more such updates. Please feel free to write to us with your comments and suggestions to rishas at the rate legacist.in. We hope you have a wonderful weekend ahead.